From the Whiskey Tangent Studios in Marlton, New Jersey, this is Whiskey Tangent News. Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast here with another episode of Whiskey News. And joining me always is Scott. Hey everybody. And I'm going to tell you what we're going to get into on this edition. All right. So we have news stories. We have industry news, sports and entertainment, the competition circuits getting hot this time of year. It's getting hot in here. Let's take off all our caps. I am getting so drunk. I can't even find the door now. Crickets already. (laughs) And then there's true crime, which is one of my favorites. I'm going to talk a little bit about my trip to the West Coast, which was a whiskey adventure in its own right. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we're going to tell you what new whiskeys you can buy. There's a lot out, but we're going to tell you about 14 because you can find the rest. We can't tell you about everything. Right. We got other stuff to do. We'd be here forever. (laughs) And then we'll tell you, of course, what's coming up on the podcast in September. So I'm going to kick it over to Scott to start us on the stories and beginning with industry news. All right. So it is August 2023, and here's all the news that's Fitz Drink. In industry news from Whiskey Advocate, Beer Behemoth buys Blue Run Bourbon. Saw that. Yeah. Kentucky bourbon producer Blue Run Spirits has been acquired by North American brewer Molson Coors, which is looking to strengthen their toehold in the whiskey marketplace alongside their current slate of lesser known whiskey brands, including Five Trail and Barman 1783, Mm. neither of which I've heard of. Mm. Founded just in 2020, Blue Run got off to a fast start primarily because of Jim Rutledge, Blue Run's spirits advisor, who is best known for his role in revitalizing four roses to date the company has released 15 different whiskeys sourced from castle and key and bardstown bourbon company all of which have garnered high scores and solid reviews while selling over a quarter million mm. bottles that was almost your birthday present last year oh was it one of theirs one of the blue runs i don't know have we ever drank blue run not we, on the podcast do we drink one with doug on the side did he have mm, one i don't know i don't think we've ever had a blue run i don't think so we're we gonna have to change either. that i think we, yes for sure yeah but i i mean we've been around four years can somebody buy us like Molson Coors can buy us. I mean, Molson how, Coors has bought the Whiskey you, Tangent podcast. <laughs> seriously, I will, I will do nothing but Molson commercials on here if they're paying me. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know, the export ale from the 80s was my favorite. Um, Coors Banquet. Yeah, seriously. Oh my God. <laughs> don't sleep on the original Coors. It's not just about the light. But no, truth be told, I don't know what they did in, you know, two and a half years to get bought by a behemoth like Molson Coors. I don't, That's, I don't that either. stuns me. So you don't need any track record now before they just get bought with millions of dollars it's like, crazy out there like i mean we made a big deal about which one like what was wilderness trail? trail that had been in business for at least what 10 years yeah. 12 years yeah yeah well, like we thought that was short but no you know um, i know <laughs> blue run said hold my beer <laughs> uh, no literally pun, literally <laughs> pun intended <laughs> Wow, all right, so, all right, so what they get paid? Did, does it say? It doesn't say. So this announcement comes on the heels of Blue Run's plans to build a stunning new distillery of its own in Georgetown, Kentucky, which reported on back in April. Groundbreaking is... Wait, they're ex- just sourcing and they got bought like that? Yeah. Holy crap. Well, they'd have to source only around two years. Yeah, groundbreaking is expected later this year with completions to scheduled for 2025. Of course, it will be many years after that before we get to taste anything that they actually make. So Blue Run's current contract distilling arrangements and their entire management and whiskey production team will remain in place well thank god for that (laughs) 
even though they've only been around for a minute. I know. All right. So the next story from PR Newswire, Redwood Empire plants an empire of trees. Mm. In 2019, the California whiskey distiller Redwood Empire, whose motto is drink among giants, initiated a plan that would see a new tree planted for every bottle that customers bought of their premium handcrafted whiskeys. Which, like a lot. Yeah. Which are themselves named after iconic Redwood trees like Lost Monarch Whiskey and Emerald Giant Rye. Said Redwood Empire founder Derek Benham, our distillery is named after the 420-mile coastal stretch that lies between Monterey Bay and the southern Oregon border. It's the only place on earth where the venerable and mighty coastal redwoods grow and flourish. Sadly, 95% of the original ancient forest was harvested and never reseeded. However, as of late last month, Redwood Empire was proud to announce that in conjunction with their one millionth bottle sold, they have planted their one millionth tree. Mm. This incredible milestone has been achieved in partnership with Trees for the Future, a Maryland-based nonprofit organization responsible for planting over 250 million trees all over the world since 1989. And while this is a significant achievement for both Redwood Empires, they have no plans to stop and are hoping to hit the 2 million mark sooner rather than later. Drink among giants, indeed. That's an amazing thing. Isn't that cool? Because if you have never stood in front of a Redwood, mm-hmm. you don't know the feeling of being in Jurassic Park, the movie. Like It's like <laughs> being an East Coast guy my whole life, when I was above San Francisco, I went to Mirror Woods and I saw the Redwoods, and it's just awe-inspiring. And I commend them 100 years from now, yeah. because that's how long it'll take. Yeah. You'll have an amazing grove of Redwoods again. That's a great story. Yeah. Have you ever seen one? I mean, I have, but I don't remember it. I know you lived in San Francisco. I I was a child when my parents took me to the Redwood Forest in California. We lived out there. My dad was in the uh, Air Force. Scott was very young and small. All trees look like Redwoods to him back then. (laughs) That's right. All right. So up next is we have sports and entertainment news. From the U.S. Whiskey Report, iconic Southern rock band Leonard Skinner has released an American whiskey. As Leonard Skinner approaches the 50th anniversary of their groundbreaking debut album, it's time to celebrate the authentic origins of the band's music. And so, in that spirit, the band has proudly announced the release of their highly anticipated new American whiskey called Hell House, which pays homage to the famous cabin where the band's three original founding members, Ronnie Van Zant, Gary Rossington, and Alan Collins, alongside their bandmates, dedicated themselves to creating the legendary music that has resonated deeply with their multi-generational fan base. Partnered with Bespoken, a visionary craft whiskey maker recognized for its remarkable collection over 150 medals within a mere three-year span, the new spirit is an extraordinary whiskey opus that's poised to ascend the summit of global acclaim. It's an MGP bourbon mash bill of 89% corn, 10% rye, 1% malted barley, aged at least two years finished using a proprietary microstave process bottled at 90 proof with aromas of honeydew, sorbet, butterscotch, and allspice and a palate that reveals cotton candy sweetness and floral hints of rose and lavender and it's available now exclusively online for... $125. $50. Oh, shit. Okay. At hellhousewhiskey.com. All right. How old is it? Like two or three years? Two or three years, yeah. So it's not so bad. I, I've done a lot of flip flops over here while he was reading. Yeah. Because <laughs> you might heard him sigh. It's like, you know, <laughs> I loved Leonard Skinner. They're one of the first bands I got into when I was around like 11 or 12 years old. Oh, yeah. Cool. One of my first guitar bands. Because, my God, if nothing else, they were a three guitar monster. Like, yeah. of course, by the time I got into them, they'd already crashed their plane and, the, and everything was, you know, yeah. different. They had a plane crash in 1977, which disrupted the band significantly. Stephen Gaines, the lead guitar player, and uh, Ronnie Van Zant, the lead singer, died. And Cassie 
Massey Gaines, a backup singer who was Steve's sister, also died. Artemis Pyle, the drummer, was severely injured, though he did go for help. Uh, Alan Collins never really recovered completely because he, he was in a car crash soon after. But, oh, but most of the band lived. And then they regrouped and they played for a while. And then So there's a long history that I followed this band. Ed knows a lot about music. So the point <laughs> is, Gary Rosington, who was holding the band together, passed away this year. And what they really are now is a super, super, super good tribute band. Because, And the reason I say that is they did not create the music. They've just been playing it for sure. anywhere from 20 to 10 years. Yeah. And so I give them credit for keeping it alive. And I think that I'll look at this whiskey in the proper light. A tribute to a band that made some really good music and had some really bad luck. Skinner, thank you very much. I'm sorry you're all gone. Mm, well said. Sadness. No, good. <laughs> They've been dead for a while. <laughs> oh, that's true. From thesunus.com, NFL legend Charles Woodson and his bourbon partner with his former team. The Raiders? Yeah, Heisen Trophy winner and nine-time Pro Bowler and former Super Bowl champion Charles Woodson has taken the NFL by storm again, this time with his whiskey. Launched just two years ago, Woodson Bourbon is now the official bourbon of the Las Vegas Raiders. Said Woodson, I want to thank Mark Davis, Sandra Douglas, the Raiders partnership team, and the entire Raiders organization for giving Woodson Bourbon whiskey the opportunity to be great. Go Raiders! Woodson puts out several 80-proof expressions that each employ a six-month accelerated aging technique using ultrasonic waves with some additionally aged and ex-Cabernet French oak barrels. Here's an idea, Scott. Okay. You get the barrels of whiskey. Mm -hmm. You wrap them in a rubber outer casing. Okay. And then you have NFL players crash into them and tackle them. Oh. And that's how you stir the whiskey up, you know? <laughs> Fuck taking in the ocean, right? <laughs> let's let's go to like, you know, Raider trading cap and, and let them all like... <clears throat> what, the sled? Yeah, the sled. <laughs> just put seven barrels on the sled and just have them drive the sled across the field. I mean, hell, I mean, they'll certainly be agitated. Yeah, every day, just change the barrels out, you know? <laughs> I think we're on to something. Charles Woodson, if you're listening, yeah. listen to me. Go tackle your thirst. <laughs> no, or you can put them in like those big bouncy balls, right? And just push them down a mountain. Oh, well, shit, but that's, that takes the football element out of it. I was trying to... Oh, yeah. Sure, we could roll a barrel down the mountain, Scott. Holy fuck, that, that's not creative at all. It's just called gravity. Okay, I get it. Your ideas are good at mine or bad. <laughs> and good, Scott Barron. <laughs> <laughs> just saying okay so, we're never getting through the news let's go <laughs> the uh, last story in sports and entertainment um from inside indiana business indiana born singer songwriter john mellencamp collaborates with indiana distillery not the one you're thinking of two of <laughs> southern indiana's biggest names are collaborating for a hoosier centric limited edition product sure to lure fans of whiskey and heartland rock hard truth distilling company in partnership with the mellencamp family is releasing a new whiskey collection specifically celebrating and supporting indiana farmers four collector's edition whiskeys will be released over the next two years coordinating with the spring and fall planting and harvest seasons the first of which is a barrel strength version of their harvest sweet mash rye a 106 proof three-year-old 94 percent rye six percent malted barley whiskey whose bottles feature unique artwork by john mellencamp himself said john's son hud our partnership with hard truth aligns perfectly with our values of supporting local farmers and sourcing high quality local ingredients we're excited to begin our journey as an emerging whiskey brand partnering with such an innovative like-minded whiskey partner right in our own backyard that's amazing but he's always been a friend of the farmers yes he did farm aid farm aid with day. willie nelson yes they raised a lot of money for farmers now of course a lot of the small farmers have been bought up by big corporations yeah and yeah. they do still he has a long 30-year resume of caring about farmers Absolutely. so anything he could do to further that cause i give him a lot of credit he's a legit guy definitely and they had their own whiskey company 
themselves, uh, burgeoning one, right before they started this partnership with Hard Truth Distilling. So we might see more whiskeys from not only this partnership, but from the Mellencamp people also. Yeah. All right. So the next thing we have is competition circuit news. So in the June news, I promised to tell you about the San Francisco World Spirits Competition's best in show. Right. Because they hadn't been reported yet. Right. And I forgot last month. Yes. So. We did forget. Yeah. But, but they did have one, didn't they? They did. So I'm going to go through that now. So just their best in class, bourbon rye, Tennessee whiskey, Irish whiskey, scotch, and then their total whiskey. What happened? What, what's going on with you? I just took a 131 proof whiskey and forgot I was drinking much lower whiskey. And it just you took I, a big gulp. I took a big gulp oh. of this 130 proof whiskey. I'm doing the um, Elijah Craig 10 year yeah, barrel proof. Barrel proof from Banash. I'm just sipping it just to have something to drink while we do the news. Right. Woo, sorry about that. No problem. Okay, so the, I don't think I've heard of all but one of these. So you tell me okay. if you've heard of these. All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe I hope one. that all their top whiskeys are ones that we don't like or know about so that we can just drink the ones we like instead of them ruining it every year. Yeah, so best of class bourbon, a William Heaven Hill 9th edition bourbon. Oh, yeah, sure. That's one of their elite um, yeah. Heaven Hill ones. They're big high expression. Yeah. The best of class rye is something called Lock, Stock, and Barrel Vatted Rye. Yes, I've heard of the company of that one too? Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Oh, the, yes, I have too. Yes, now that I'm thinking about right, it. But not the vatted rye. Uh, the best in class Tennessee whiskey. I never heard of these guys. Jack Daniels 12 year. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we've had that. And that is delicious. Uh, the best of class Irish whiskey is Keeper's Heart 10 year single malt. Oh, interesting. Never heard of it. No. Love that. Best of class scotch and the best in show whiskey was the Tomatin Highland 36 year single malt. I'm laughing because I love when they pick a 36 year whiskey as the best in show. Of course it is, but no one's drinking that. That's got to be $5,000 a bottle. I know. Like that. If you're lucky enough to drink it, but I mean, I don't blame them because if you break it down to like six people sitting at a table, they drink it, they go, holy crap, it moves on, six other people taste it. Right, because they holy don't crap. know what it right. is. They're tasting This is the best thing I've tasted today. Pass it up. Of yeah. course it is. It's yeah. a 36 year your whiskey yeah, I, come on i know all right so thank the, you for that the beverage tasting institute put out a bunch of new ratings these whiskeys are rated on a 100 point scale so they don't give out medals or anything they just give out point oh, like wine wines like that right yeah so i'm only going to list 97 or above sure we'd be here all day it's only six whiskeys that received 97 or above but these ones we definitely know about okay 97 points um larceny barrel proof b523 we've had it the one that just came out in may well we haven't had it but i own right, it. right we've had, oh we haven't had it yet no but you have it i have it but we haven't had it no but you have it i haven't opened it gotcha it's like lauren o'hara yeah, here right. <laughs> wilderness trail bottled and bond kentucky straight rye do we have that no we've never had the rye Right. We've had the bourbon and the eight-year bourbon. Right. We had the bottle and bond, like bourbon, but not the rye. Correct. Okay. We can have that. That's not expensive. Uh, the Middleton Very Rare Barry Crockett Legacy Single Pot Still Irish Whiskey. Right. We've had Very Rare, but not that one. Right. And the last one in the 97-point bracket, Redbreast 21-year. Oh, no. We've never had that. Single Pot. No, never had that. But we know Redbreast. Yeah. my point. Not that we've had these, that we know them. Mm -mm. 98 points, one whiskey. Redbreast 27 year. Well, yeah, you would imagine. <laughs> right. And 99 points. I thought this was pretty surprising. The Blue Spot 7 year Irish whiskey. Oh, interesting. I feel like I've had blue somewhere. Uh, maybe you have. Maybe it was someone's locker. 
Oh. Maybe someone gave me a taste from one of their lockers Could at they? the lounge. You had it too, but you're going to say you didn't, so maybe you didn't. <laughs> but um, I'll have to think about that. But we had the green, yellow, and red at the tasting. I remember that. I know that we had a green that was in a different barrel or from a different <sighs> right. bottling, yeah, a yeah, little a bit higher proof. It was a special yeah, mix special of that. green. Maybe that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. So this isn't necessarily competition, but it was a top five list from yeah. studyfinds.com that visited 10 leading whiskey expert websites. Yeah. Kind of culled together all of their opinions. A and really they, mini rankers.com. A mini rankers.com, exactly. And they put out a bourbons and then they looked up the rise, which came out like last year. And so I'm going to do top five bourbons and top five rise. All right. All right. So number five. <laughs> Four Roses, single barrel. It's delicious. Yeah. One of the best bargains in whiskey. Absolutely. Number four, Widow Jane, 10-year. Classic. Had it a lot. Number three, Old Ezra, seven-year. Love it. Elijah Craig, barrel proof. Just had it right now. Drink, <laughs> Just drink, drink it right now. Fucking drinking it right now, <laughs> except I'm drinking 10-year version of it. And uh, the number one, W.L. Weller, 12-year. Have you ever had the 12-year? Because I don't think I have. If I did, it would have been at Doug's, but I don't think I did. I think I had the full proof when I was at Doug's. Yeah, I don't think he had the 12-year. So the 12-year, that's their number one bourbon, huh? The number one bourbon from all those sites, yep. Well, now they got me on a mission. I know. Doug, (laughs) be on the lookout. Doug, do you have a 12-year weller? Let me know. (laughs) Okay, so the top five rise. I mean, the ranking of these might be a little surprising, but we've heard of all of these. So uh, number five is Willett Family Estate. Small batch. Love it. Yeah. The four is the Pikesville. The most underrated rye whiskey in America. It's terrific. Uh, the star of the second season of The Wire, if you've ever watched it. <laughs> All they do at the Longshoremen do is drink Pikesville rye. But yeah, it's delicious. Uh, number three is Woodford Reserve rye, which we didn't really care for, it's, frankly. I would take Knob Creek rye any day of the week well, over it. I'd take Willett and Pikesville over it. Well, yeah. I made this comparison before. I'm a huge Woodford Reserve fan. The rye, I think maybe we should buy it again. I was just about to say that. I think we hold Woodford Reserve so high yeah. for their bourbons. Yeah. That we just expected the rye to like literally grab the shaft of our penis and shake it. And it just wasn't quite that. No. You know, it no, was it just do that. good. It literally did not do that. Yeah. I will stand that I do not like their wheat whiskey. Their wheat whiskey, no. It's not I good. will stand by that. Okay. Number two, we've done it on the podcast. Thomas H. Handy Sazerac rye. Uh, had it this week. Did you? I did. Whew. Spent a lot of money on whiskey. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely get to your trip later. Yep. We all want to hear about it. The number one, one of my favorite ryes, High West Double Rye. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Holy shit. That's the top rye? The number one I rye. thought you were going to go to Midwinters. No. Holy crap. Now, if I make it a top five rye, bang for your buck. Double rye, bullet rye, they're in there. Knob um, Creek rye, old overhaul. Yeah. Um, the bottle and bond rye. Great staple rise to have right. for your bar. And finish up, I will go Wild Turkey 101 rye. There's your, there, five, there's your five under $35 bottles of rye that will just rock your world. Absolutely. And love it. I love that too. I, I came up with them quick, but I, 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 I feel pretty good about <laughs> no, them. No, I do too. Okay, so next up, the fun part, true crime. True crime. <laughs> So, from KXII.com, Oklahoma couple arrested for making moonshine. Still going on, folks. Still, still going on. Get it? Get it? According to recently released court documents, Stephen Minchu and his girlfriend, Becky Eads, operated an illegal whiskey still in their home in McCurtain County, Oklahoma, for the purposes of making moonshine and trading it for cash, drugs, and firearms. I mean, how much were they making? I just, this is crazy to me. On three separate occasions between December 2022 and March 2023, state liquor enforcement agents bought moonshine from the couple, (laughs) meeting them behind the local Walmart... (laughs) 
at the Sonic Drive-In restaurant where Eads worked. Hope they got tater tots while they're there. <laughs> and even at the couple's home. She works at Sonic. This is what you're spending resources on? The, I know. The chick that's working at Sonic and making a little whiskey on the side? It's hysterical. Uh, uh, this is where agents learned at the home that Minchu had a stolen sniper rifle that he traded for Moonshine and that Minchu's children, aged 13 and 16, were assisting with the making of the Moonshine. Hey, my family business. Hey, get in that bathtub. Stop crying. Get in the bathtub and stir. <laughs> but daddy, it smells. It's burning my feet. Stop being a little bitch. I got my eyes. <laughs> Furthermore, court documents revealed that the kids weren't enrolled in any school or even being homeschooled. School hard knocks, bro. <laughs> Eads was charged with a misdemeanor for illegally shipping alcoholic beverages, while Minshew was charged with two felonies, operating a whiskey still without a license and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. And could somebody be charged with the child endangerment? Exactly. Can somebody be charged with child abuse? Or Truancy, something? something? Like child neglect? Anything going on there in Oklahoma? What, what standards do you have there? Christ. I read this as like, oh, oh this is perfect. My God. Poor kids. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a good one. No. Oh, I got to collect myself yeah. for that one. Okay. So the next story we have is from the Whiskey Raiders. Uh, another Russian story. <laughs> Russian police raid illegal Johnny Walker bottling plant. Oh, I cannot imagine. Police officers in Russia last week raided an illegal bottling plant near Moscow found to have been producing cases of counterfeit rum, cognac, and whiskey, including Johnny Walker Black Label. Police also determined that much of the booze they recovered was unsafe to drink, releasing a video of an officer inspecting a Johnny Walker bottle that contained black, oily bubbles floating in otherwise normal-appearing whiskey. I think they sold this to TGI Fridays a couple years ago. Good. Said Tatiana Petrova, mm. head of the Interior Ministry Press Office. She sounds hot. She sounds hot. <laughs> I have no idea what she looks like, but her name no. is hot. Tatiana Petrova. She will break you. Yes. <laughs> the moose and squirrel. Yes. I must get moose and squirrel. <laughs> Officers found and seized more than 3,000 bottles of alcohol and two tons of spirit, as well as accessories and empty bottles with labels for well-known brands. However, according to police, the operation was merely bottling the spirits, not distilling them themselves. Johnny Walker has become scarcer in Russia since its parent company Diageo stopped exporting to the country last year following the nation's invasion of Ukraine. And as we've reported previously, the production and sale of counterfeit whiskey is a significant problem worldwide, and of course, purchasing fake alcohol is a huge risk to human health, which in the worst case scenario can be deadly. No. Do people listen to us in Russia? Oh. Have we ever been downloaded in Russia? I believe we have. Hmm. I don't know how many times. No. I can look it up. A few moments later. So what's our Russian numbers? 14. So we've been downloaded 14 times in Russia. Not bad for a country of, I don't know, 200 and something million people. Um, but 14 times. Maybe I should work on getting my friends in Russia to translate us. I've worked with quite a few Russian uh, ladies over the years. It sounds better than it is, but probably a couple of them listen to us. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, yes. I did. That, yeah, that yeah, is actually to, true. Back folks. in the day, I used to manage hotels. It's and, not even kidding here. And some of my staff was from Russia and Belarus and Serbia. I got to know them quite well, and maybe some of them listened to us. But now I'm mad that it's only 14. Well, they're like... I don't really drink whiskey. We have over 200 episodes. But like, we drink vodka, Ed. Yeah, that's true. All right, so the last story from Pensacola News Journal. So you know where this takes place. Florida man attacks whiskey bar patron with a machete. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Florida. Yeah. Mm. Late last month, police officers arrested 19-year-old Andrew James Ryder. He shouldn't even be in the bar. Mm -hmm. After he allegedly struck another man in the head with a machete at the Old Hickory Whiskey Bar in downtown Pensacola, Florida. Nice. Nice. (laughs) 
It's a, it's a weird editorial comment, but well, okay. it's just well, just one less Floridian. But go ahead. <laughs> According to a press release, Ryder simply entered the bar, pulled out the machete, and struck the victim. When officers responded to the scene, the suspect still had the machete in his hand. But after he refused orders to drop the weapon, officers tased him and detained him without further incident. You know, the, metal conducts electricity. You should probably let that go. <laughs> you should probably let it. <laughs> the victim, Matthew Henry, was transported to a nearby hospital and treated for injuries that, incredibly, were not life-threatening. <laughs> I got very lucky in that it struck my orbital socket and the weapon was dull. Mm. Anywhere else, and I probably wouldn't be here today. Mm. Ryder has been charged with attempted homicide, resisting an officer without violence, and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Investigators are still working to uncover a motive. Like, what? He grabs a machete, walks into a bar, and hits somebody over the top of the head? What the fuck is that? I mean, hey, hello, sir. Can I help you? Oh! Oh God! I know it's bad in Florida, but wow, wow. So yeah, we're gonna do my trip after that. Okay, so <laughs> so on the other coast of the United States, right. oh, I flew out to Portland to visit a very good friend, my friend Joe, that I've talked with for a really long time. He always spends about a month in Portland, Oregon, and he's invited me, and I finally decided to go. We saw one of my favorite bands in concert on Friday, Band Made, Japanese metal. It's a thing. But then we went all around. What amazed me most of all, besides some of the most delicious coffee I've ever had and the tremendous nature, waterfalls, mountains, all that good stuff. I saw a meteor shower and I saw some other stuff I'll tell you about too. Golden shower. But the uh, whiskey, <laughs> like the whiskey out there, like in my hotel bar, they had Weller, foolproof, Weller Special Reserve, Weller Antique 107. They had two E.H. Taylors. They had Blanton's. They had Henry McCann. They had Yamazaki 18. They had Boss Hog 8. This had the Sazerac Thomas H. Handy there too? No. The, oh, okay. No, but they had, I'm saying this is at the hotel bar at the yeah. Hyatt. Yeah. This is not a whiskey bar. This is the Hyatt. <laughs> Attached to the Hyatt right next door was the whiskey library that had 1,500 bottles. Ooh which I was able to talk my way into because it's a private club. But I said, listen, I'm really important whiskey guy. You should let me in. And they did because they're Portland and they're super chill there. Like that's the one thing about Portland compared mm. to the East Coast. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. All right, man. If it's what you say, come on up. I'll show you it. I didn't drink anything there, but they had a downstairs bar to the public. And that also had like the most ridiculous stuff available. I was going out. Mm. I went to the Scotch Lodge and then I had a couple of flights. So I had Eagle Rare 17, mm. Thomas H. Handy, yeah. George Stagg. Okay. They had a barrel pick, E.H. Taylor single barrel. And then I did a flight of the Yamazaki 12, the Nika from the barrel, just because I never had it. And then Ed filed for bankruptcy. And then I had um, <laughs> McCallum Harmony that we had in Philly that Jesus, one time. How much did you spend? And then wait, there's one more. I'm forgetting one. Oh, I had the old Fitzgerald 19-year-old. Oh, my God. It was $210 for both flights combined. Wow. But I was on vacation, and I, and I want to point out I did not go parasailing, nor did I rent a jet ski, okay? So in Portland's liquor scene, everybody has beer and wine. I don't care if it's a food truck or a breakfast nook. <laughs> everybody offers Bloody Marys and mimosas when you go to breakfast. Mm. I also, at the airport, did a tasting with the Westward Bourbon people. Their cast strength won double gold in San Francisco. It was a single malt. So I should say that, but it was very, oh. very good. And um, by state law, the Antique 107 that I like is $69.99 everywhere. So the Antique 107 for two ounces in my hotel was $20. The Thomas H. Handy was 30 The Eagle Rare 17 was 40 but that was for an ounce. Oh, shit. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, it was for an ounce. I want to put that out. So, <laughs> Is it Westland or Westward? 
I think I had Westward. Westward. So we actually did a Westward on the podcast. No, we did not, did we? We did their American Single Malt on the Single Malt Whiskey episode with Jeff and Sue. Oh, shit. I thought that sounded familiar. Episode so, 37. I feel dumb, but I told her, I said, I don't think I know your whiskey. And she got really mad at me. And I'm like, <laughs> we went double gold. She's like, we went double gold. I'm like, all right, well, I, I live on the East Coast. I don't know what the fuck's going on out I here. Know. I know. You know, so it's pretty funny. You know? I'm not sure we actually liked it all that much, <laughs> to be honest. Well, I had the cast strength, and the cast strength was not bad. I did not care for the regular one all that much, but. Let me see. Oh, we have ratings oh hold on oh good and uh, it came in third out of five right. that's, that's not bad it just stuns me that portland is so much farther away than we are from kentucky and they have just whiskey stacked up at every bar it's like buffalo trace fantasy camp yeah so let me ask you sure. out of all the ones that you mentioned that you tried the things that you hadn't tried before yeah which one was the most surprising to you hmm that's a good question i would say the one that I enjoyed the most was the Eagle Rare 17, but that's not a surprise. I expected right. it to be. I had high expectations and it was met. Yeah. What surprised me was the E.H. Taylor mm. Bottle and Bond single barrel tasted side by side to it. They were very similar. I think the Eagle Rare was 102 and the other one was 100. Right. I thought it held its own tremendously against the Eagle Rare 17. The single barrel for E.H. Taylor, yeah. it has been getting a lot of awards yeah. and a lot of recognition now. One of the best whiskeys I've ever had. All right. Well, welcome back. Thank you. It's delightful trip. Right. Oh, and Ooh. I saw about a 2,000 person naked bike ride that went right through the center of town. <laughs> That's right. And um, it was the most, what, would you, what did you tell oh, me? Oh, yeah, the, the most dicks, tits, and asses I've seen in one day. <laughs> I hope I never beat it. I hope I never beat it, literally. <laughs> beat it. Uh, yeah, beat it for sure. I was like, it was amazing. And blast note on Portland, they probably ruined me on coffee for the rest of my life. The oh, coffee, yeah, you were The coffee me. out there is just spectacular. And um, Seattle can kiss their ass, in my opinion, I'm sure. And Starbucks, <laughs> Starbucks can't touch the Portland roasters that I had. All right, pretty good. So um, good what time. whiskeys are coming out? Yeah, so the next thing we do, new whiskeys you can buy this month. All right, so as Ed said, we have 14, so try to get through these pretty quick. First on the list, we have Baker's 13-year single barrel. <gasps> in, I want it. In 20, I know. In 2019, Baker switched from a small batch to a seven-year single barrel, see episode 29, which we covered. Uh, but they also released at that time, which I didn't know about, a limited edition 13-year, and now it's back. It's 107 proof, just like the other stuff. Same mash bill, 77% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. It's just older. Oak, cherry, brown sugar, and sweet caramel. The MSRP is 130. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. Mm. I'll do it. If I get for 130, if secondary here is 180, I'm not doing it. No. But, but if I can get one bottle of Baker's 13 for 130, I'll do it. Because we know it's good. We know it. Uh, it's good. Uh, hashtag Ed's birthday. Go ahead. <laughs> well, that's January. That's a long time. All right. Hashtag Ed's birthday early. Christmas. But see, see that's just December. Hashtag Thanksgiving dinner. Ha uh, happy Halloween. Hashtag. Happy Halloween. <laughs> All right, the next one we have is Barrel has a couple of expressions that they just came out. By the way, how this would work, we're like, I got $70, you got $60, let's go. <laughs> go That's right. No, well, you have to do 80-50, right? Because you drink more than Right, that. right, right. We have a whole thing we work out equation-wise. <laughs> it's two-thirds, one-third. I would also be resentful. Ed, you drank two-thirds of the ball again. I know. It's just, it's just, uh, sorry, here's $20. Here's $20 more. <laughs> uh, Barrel Craft Spirits has put out their new bourbon, Batch 35. Mm -hmm. Barrel's newest bourbon blend comprises three Indiana bourbons, six, seven, and eight years old, two Tennessee mm -hmm. bourbons, seven and 13 years old, and one Kentucky eight-year-old bourbon. It's 116.24 proof. Yeah. The derived mash bill was a new thing that they're doing, so they calculate the mash bill with all the stuff that they blend oh, together. Yeah, we've been begging them to do I, that. We have. 78% corn, 
18% rye, 4% malted barley. And 3% of tightness. <laughs> well, Mexican hot chocolate, cinnamon, dried chili peppers, grapefruit peel, absinthe, pine cone, eggnog, and tahini. MSRP is 85. I can kind of tolerate that. They were all at least obtainable. It wasn't bad. I've had all of them, so I know exactly what they taste like, so that's fine. Barrel has put out their batch number four rye. So Barrel's newest rye blend comprises three Indiana rye whiskeys, five, six, and 10 years old, one Tennessee, five-year rye, one Kentucky, six-year rye, and one Canadian 14-year rye. Hmm. It's 115.7 proof. The derived mash bill is 89% rye, 7% corn, 4% malted barley. This is my type of rye. Grape soda, dark amber maple syrup, burnt marshmallow, rich espresso. Judgment and... Judgment, licorice, <laughs> leather, one-star review on apple, black olives, <laughs> grilled onion, oak, clove, coconut oil, and pine. Yeah. Also $85. I'm sure it's delicious, but I yes, I, the I'm sure it's also delicious. I don't know. I love what Barrel puts out, but for some reason, I'm in a mood right now with yeah, Barrel. Yeah, you guys know what happened. So moving on, the next one we have is Catoctin Creek Ragnarok Rye Odorous Edition. This is the third release in Catoctin Creek Distilling Company's Ragnarok Rye series, which it launched in 2021 as a collaboration with the thrash metal band Guar. Odorous Edition is a tribute to former Guar frontman Dave Brocky, better known as Odorous Arungus. This year marks the 10th anniversary of his death, which this expression honors not only in name, but also by using bottle art taken from Brocky's own sketches. There's no age statement. It's 92 proof, 100% rye. Rich and full-bodied with rye spice, vanilla, and toasted oak. The MSRP is 99. It's a tremendous company doing great things um the band's weird <laughs> my brother loves them my cousin's daughter loves them i can't name a song yeah i can't but i mean i love that they exist <laughs> you know the barbecue and I the stuff too. that they do yeah, they, yeah, it's great. they have a tremendous relationship with their fans and it had to be a tremendous loss for them all when yeah. he passed he was such an intricate part of that whole society all right so the next one we have is elijah craig toasted barrel european oak finish this limited release is in celebration of Elijah Craig becoming the official bourbon of the 2023 Ryder Cup golf tournament. That's strange. That occurs every two years. And we're, we're actually the official whiskey podcast of the Ryder Cup. Most uh, people don't know yeah, that. Uh, Almost no people know that. In fact, the Ryder Cup doesn't even know. That's right. That's, that's how new it is. Ryder? I barely know her. <laughs> this is why we don't have sponsors. And pits 24 of the best players the Ryder Cup. from Europe and the U.S. against each other in head-to-head bats play competition. Ooh, head-to-head. Mm, tip to tip. <laughs> Again! Why we don't have sponsors? Okay. It's aged 8 to 12 years initially and then finished in new toasted European oak barrels. 94% proof. The regular mash bill, 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley. The MSRP is 100. I was just finished a 10-year cast strength that I think I got for like about $80. It's a barrel pick from Banash. Yeah, yeah, hundred seems a lot. I mean, the whole Ryder Cup thing. I'm, I'm not really into golf. Our friend John's going to hear this and go. He's going to yeah. send us a text. <laughs> John, we're not hating on golf. No, why would he pick that up? We just think the price is twenty dollars well, too Well, you high. know, John, he's a ball buster. He's a buster of balls. I'm going to pour more whiskey, even though I oh have whiskey God. in my glass. You have so much whiskey there. What are you doing? <laughs> mm, thank, I, God, I thank God you're not <clears throat> driving. That's true. Okay, so the next one we have is Jefferson's Tropics Aged in Humidity Bourbon. We just saw, saw this in that, the liquor store. Saw that today, and we were like, hmm, that sounds like a gimmick. Yeah. For Jefferson's new climate series, which looks to focus on how a destination's particular weather can influence the aging of a Kentucky whiskey, 720 barrels of fully matured eight-year Canadian straight bourbon were sent to Singapore in July of 2019 and left to age in a non-climate-controlled warehouse for 18 months. Like a little whiskey baton death march. With a bunch of sex trafficked. 
Wow. Wow. Well, what? We, we should really cut all that no, out. We should, we should cut that out? I think Is so. Is it too, too soon? I, uh, I, know, <laughs> I know we don't want sponsors, but can we keep listeners? <laughs> I think we should try to keep the listeners at least. But go ahead. <laughs> it's 96 proof. The mash is not disclosed. Cinnamon, clove, bing cherry, toffee, and a hint of sea salt. MSRP is 99. Right now, if you'd said a hint of human trafficking, that would have been funny. <laughs> and a hint well, of human trafficking. But that's not fair to the whiskey. They didn't do it. No, no. I will say what I always say with Jefferson, and I haven't had this, so I can't comment on this whiskey, but I saw the price today. Just get the very old, very rare, or very rare, very old, whichever one is in the order. Oh, yeah. For $55 like we got today, and drink that. It's delicious. Go back and listen to episode eight. Yeah. Where we did that. Way, way back when we way were back. young and spry. Just babes. Okay, so. The next one I have is Legion Yamazaki Cask Finish Bourbon. Yeah. Beam Centauri first debuted Legion Bourbon in 2019 as the first major collaboration between an American master distiller and Japanese master blender. In fact, we did a short on Legion way back in season three, yeah. which was a 94-proof non-age statement blended bourbon with portions finished in sherry and red wine casks. But this release is a 114-proof eight-year bourbon with portions finished in French oak wine casks, Spanish oak sherry casks, and Spanish oak Yamazaki. Yamazaki whiskey casks in honor of the House of Suntory's 100th anniversary. Shut up. What does that cost? I want that. Oh, here we go. So it's 77% corn, 13% rye, 10% malted barley, rich and full-bodied with multi- Be under 150. Multi-depth, nuanced layers of complexity and a vivid spiced finish. The MSRP is... Two hundred. Shit, I'm out. I know, right? Uh, so I have two new bourbons. I thought this was interesting and will feed into something we're doing later. Okay. Early next year. Two new bourbons called Mary Dowling. Mm. Pernod Ricard and Rabbit Hole Distillery founder Kave Zamanian have announced the mm. debut of a new bourbon product range in honor of Mary Dowling, a distiller, bootlegger, and philanthropist with a pretty amazing backstory who's been called the mother of bourbon. And who we will now, now that I know who she is, no doubt be featuring in next year's whiskeymentary on Women of Whiskey. Yep. So the first one they're releasing is a tequila-finished bourbon. It's four years aged, plus two to six months in tequila barrels, 93 proof, 70% corn, 25% rye, 5% malted barley, graham cracker, tons of citrus and fruit, fudge, caramel corn, and blueberries. MSRP is 75. And the toasted double oak bourbon, age is undisclosed for a period of time, first in number three char barrels, and then number one char barrels. 107 proof, 65% corn, 25% wheat, 10% malted barley. Listen to these tasty notes. Butterscotch, toasted marshmallow, salted caramel, peaches, and cream mm. with notes of blackberries, raspberries, toffee, melted butter, lemon curd, orange peel, and sweet brown sugar. Wow. MSRP 130. I mean, mm. this must be amazing because they're like yep. the first ones. Ah, it's okay. $75. But this one, almost twice that. Holy crap. Hey, why did the Mexican husband throw his wife off the bridge? Oh, no. Why? Tequila. <laughs> That is terrible. That is absolutely terrible. <laughs> Tequila. Yeah. I didn't write it. No, I know. But you said it. It was on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> so the next one we have is the Penelope Toasted Rye, which is another Just one we saw. Just saw it today, yep. $59.95 at our area. So we were talking about the prices at this place right near us. Yeah. 90% of the stuff, the prices were great. And, and you know, 10%, they were like, eh, a little suspect, but that's fine. Yeah. This one is MSRP of 70. So how much was it again? I thought it said 59.95. I probably did. All right, so this is limited edition rye. 
finished in new, heavily toasted American oak barrels and the first release from Penelope after being acquired by MGP Luxco, which we reported on back in May. It is five years aged, 100 proof, 100% rye, vanilla, caramel, smoked marshmallow, butterscotch, and mint, finishing with a long and savory subtle spice. Mm. Again, $70. Subtle spice with my favorite spice girl. (laughs) Oh, God. This again. All right, three more. Uh, Woodford Reserve. Oh. 124.7. Yeah. Batch proof bourbon. That's yeah. literally what it's called. Yeah. Regular Woodford Reserve mash bill, 72% corn, 18% rye, 10% malted barley, fruit, caramels, cherry cola, cinnamon bark, cherry, and sandalwood, MSRP of 130. Uh, yeah, I wanted it to be around 110, but I guess that's not really being The realistic. problem for me being 130 is that there's no age statement on it. And so right. we're just supposed to pay $130 because it's 124.7 proof. Right. You just drank one that was $80 and was 131 proof. Correct. Uh, the next one we have is Yellowstone Limited Edition Bourbon. This is the 2023 release, which features a blend of seven, 13, and 16-year bourbons finished in Hungarian Tokahi wine casks. It's 101 proof. The mash is not disclosed. Honey, green grapes, cinnamon, caramel, dark cherry, citrus, white pepper, dried tobacco, honeysuckle, and smoky oak. Ooh, that sounds good. $99. Nah, that's not bad. I think that's pretty good. Uh, And the last one, we have an old friend, Widow Jane, Mm. has put out a new expression called Paradigm. Mm. It's a combination of Kentucky and Indiana rye and their own now just coming of age five-year rye. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting for them to come out with their own stuff. Widow Jane's goal with this whiskey was to create a sweeter rye that's more reminiscent of bourbon. It's mm-hmm. 93 proof, no age statement, Ashbell not disclosed, full bodied with a warm and spicy character balanced by a smooth vanilla forward sweetness. But they always love themselves more than I do. So what's the price? <laughs> finishing with a pleasant, 135? No. Finishing with a pleasant mix of spice and oak MSRP is 50. 50? Wait, fuck. 50? That's what they're saying. All right. Well, for $50, shit, I'll try that. Yeah. Because normally their regular shit's like $70. Yeah. That's because I think they were sourcing it and then charging mm-hmm. it up. And then this is their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Mixed in. I thought it was a little cheap, too. Makes it a little sus. I'm a little scared that Willow Jane's coming at 50. It's like, yeah, some people are going blind. (laughs) JK, Widow Jane, I'm not saying you're making people go blind. That was a joke. It was a joke, Widow Jane. Lighten up. Oh, my gosh. They got too much of the head in there. (laughs) Whiskey joke. Okay, so the next thing, the last thing that we do on the news is what's coming up in September. We have five Fridays in September. We're chock full of content for y'all. We kind of did a a switcheroo on you where we skipped the third Friday and you're going to get something on the fourth Friday in August. We had all these emails like, what happened? You guys didn't put anything out. You guys okay? Did Ed finally die? But no, you were wrong. I'm still here. It's because he went to Portland, uh, the story that you just heard. Right, I was in Portland. That's what he was doing. So on the 1st of September, episode 67, Breckenridge Deep Distillery Dive with Marty and Rachel. Yes. Yeah. This is the first American whiskey episode that they've been on with us. They've yes. done two cocktail episodes and a Japanese whiskey episode. Uh, on the 8th, the following week, the Vault Series 2. It's all Jeff's Vault. Oh, Finally, my it's God. coming out. We did take an Uber. I will tell you that we both remembered the ride home, though. Yes. We, we did much better this time. We planned this thing out perfectly. We were fine. I we we paced it. Day. I felt great the next day. Yeah. Jeff did not. No. Jeff was hurting. Jeff did not pace it out properly. <laughs> Though we did have tremendous pizza and donuts. Oh, I will say that. Those donuts are crack. I know. We, we did a great job on that. We'll tell you more about okay. that. Okay. You'll hear it. So then a week after that, the 15th, we're doing a bonus short with Marty and Rachel. An update on our pinhook vertical, this time the seven year. Yeah. So we've done the 
four. Well, we did five and six. We did taste four that we year? We never tasted four. Oh, shit. Okay, so we did yeah. five and six, and we're going to be tasting the seven. And so we're tasting each one to try to compare it to what we remember, the more youthful version of the same juice. Yeah. It's a very interesting experience yeah. for us, and I think it's only helped our palate. It's really cool. The week after that, the fourth week in September, uh, we're doing the news. And the week after that, our last call, summer 2023, the end of season nine. We have a lot to cover up on that one, you know? Yeah. Right. And then somewhere in there, we'll do heroin too, just to, you know... We do a heroin weekend every Uh, uh, once a year. Do we? No, I made it up. (laughs) This one sounds street cred. But anyway, (laughs) I guess one with that. For the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, thanks for tuning in for the Whiskey News. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. Cheers, everybody. Uh, Later. Later.